This podcast is produced by Audiofy. Welcome to Vida Church Live, the podcast, where we hope to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Vida Church Live, the podcast. I am your host, Deacon Eli Hidalgo, and I'm with my friend and Bishop Erson Gonzalez. How you doing, Bishop? I'm doing awesome, man. God bless you, Deacon. Good to be with you today. Good to be with you whenever you're tuning in. So glad you did. And I'm happy to report, Deke, that last week's episodes, uh, the numbers are good. People are listening more than usual. Uh, people are finding the, the podcast. And I know that as we continue to send out uh, consistent new episodes, more and more people are going to find us. So I'm thankful for people that are liking it, sharing it, and listening. God bless you. Well, I'm thanking everybody as well, man. And I'm happy to hear that um, we're getting people to listen, uh, um, to feed them at this time with the word and with some of uh, the things that are going on today uh, as we go through this pandemic. Man, and I can't wait for it to be over. There's so many things that I miss about life <laughs> you know that just the things that we that we used to do huh I, Man, I mean i miss it crazy it's crazy i mean uh i'm hoping that you know and when this is all over <laughs> i hope life returns to normal you know way, way we never ever take for granted again a handshake or a kind word or from a stranger it's so true right it, 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 shaking someone's hand right now is just it's not happening anymore and I don't know if it's ever going to come back, the regular handshaking. Maybe we're just going to be stuck just waving at people or maybe wearing gloves. I don't know. That's crazy, man. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to hug somebody. You know, like you, oh, you're like when goodness. you see your friends or your family, like, I just want to hug you. And then you're like, oh, man, I can't hug you. Well, you know, when we were recording today, I saw your church. We went to give like the elbow and I was like, bump that. I need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, when you love people and, and so used to just uh, greeting people, uh, I mean, the hug, it's so important. And I think people just love that affection, you know. And I miss worshiping with people when you can just be surrounded by people in a crowd at church. I miss, you know, the feeling of coming to the altar and praying and, and everybody worship. Ah, I miss it so much. I'm never going to take it for granted again. <laughs> and then when you're home and you're bored at night at you know, home, your shelves are full of grocery from the grocery <laughs> store. You know, like, you're like, you're like, you don't know what to do. You're like, just want to eat. You just want to eat. <laughs> you know, I, I'm never going to take those things for granted again. Even a boring night at home is going to be like, yeah, you know, th- this is, this is, this is what quarantine was like, but it, it it brought a quality to life that was missing in some ways. It's crazy, like you know, uh, when you went out and or when you went to play ball with your kids and stuff, yeah. you couldn't find a parking. Yeah. I mean, you can find parking now. There's plenty of parking. <laughs> There's plenty of gas is uh, gas is cheap, but nobody's going nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Oh, but my favorite thing that we do all the time: breakfast, going to Danny's, going to um, uh, Main Street. Uh, cafe, going to the bistro. We got a oh. few, few spots that we go to. Poppies now. Yeah, oh my Poppies God. is a new one. I miss breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I love the, breakfast. What's that moon? The moon one? Moonlight. Moonlight. Oh man, all those those are our spots, and we can't go. I mean, we can go there, but um, 
you know, they they just give takeout. Yep. It's, it's not, not the same, same sometimes because when you're sitting there and you get the fresh food, it's more fresh and, and then you take down. it home sometimes. But it's all about up. sitting down and being served. It just feels right. good to have that breakfast brought to you. <laughs> yeah, and not not only that, uh, interacting with the people that work there. Oh, you know. miss it. And I'm never going to take it for granted again. Never. <laughs> how about how about how about being able to just see your grandparents or spend time with people oh. and give kisses on the cheek and, oh. and just those things I'll never take it for granted again oh my god Bishop when I was in Florida then I then I was away for almost 16 days and then I got home and I had to go <laughs> had to quarantine. quarantine for two weeks I, I miss my granddaughters I just oh. miss holding them 30 days I was out of my house for 30 days yeah it's crazy. You know, even even just being able to go to a wedding ceremony, you know, uh, this season is going to be really weird. Usually in the spring, in the summer, a lot of weddings. But, I mean, if these social guideline restrictions don't lighten up, who's going to go to the wed- wedding these days? It's just, I miss it. When it comes back, I will not take it It's crazy. How about saying goodbye to somebody in a funeral when they die? Oh I mean, God. now, right now, you, you they don't even want to let you in the funeral home. What, yeah. what do you do? I mean, yeah. how do you pay your respects to the people that you love or, or people that impacted your life? It's, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, life has changed. We're living at a different pace. But as as we kind of fall into this groove of a new normal, I'm I, I'm learning how to appreciate what we have now. More time with family, more time uh, for mo- for most people. Um, other people are are experiencing the opposite. Other people that that are essential workers or are working and and, and going to work afraid for their lives. It's crazy. It, I mean, I never thought I'd live these days. But yeah. you know, it, it's 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 kind of it's it's kind of we should ask God to forgive us for taking so many things, the simple things of life, for granted. I really think that God is probably trying to slow us down. Yeah. Bringing us back to that foundation, which it's like being closer to your family, eating with each other. Yeah. You know, your life is so much in a rush that we run in and out. We don't get to sit down and really partake of, of bread with our family, sitting at the table with the family like it used to be. Everything is such a rush. Yeah. And I think God's just trying to slow us down and to remember the foundation. The foundation first is him, and then it's family. Amen. Okay, everyone, let's get ready to go to the altar at Vida Church, where we're ready to listen to the second sermon in the I Pray series, The Presence of God. Amen. I pray. Amen. It's a statement. I pray. I am a person of prayer. The purpose of salvation is to restore lost people to relationship with our Father. That's the purpose of salvation. The byproduct of salvation is I get to go to heaven. The byproduct of salvation is that I get to experience the Spirit of God. But the purpose of salvation is to restore lost people to a relationship with God the Father. I need to say that over and over again this morning because some of us are missing out on the purpose of your salvation. You think that that it's all about you. Where truly it is about you and God. Amen. Salvation is to restore you to a relationship. Somebody shout out, relationship. That was kind of weak. I'm going to need you this morning. Relationship. Relationship. 
Amen. A relationship with the Father. Through the cross of Jesus Christ, the barriers to that relationship were removed. Because of Jesus Christ, I have, you have access to a direct relationship with God. This is revolutionary. Amen. Up until Jesus Christ, uh, every person that had a relationship with God, had a relationship through the prophets, had a relationship through the word, uh, through the law, had a relationship with God through most people, through, 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 uh, especially after Moses. It was a relationship through the law. And Jesus came and said, I want you to have a relationship with the Father. When we begin to trust God once again, and we turn away from our sins, we come into a life that begins a new relationship, a love relationship with God. God is in every true believer. I'm going to say that again. God is in every true Christian. I know that because in John chapter 14, 23, Jesus said, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Amen. So God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they all make a commitment to you, amen, when you love and obey the teachings of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are in a relationship with God. Our faith and love toward God leads us to recognize the presence of God, to walk with him, to listen to him, to sense him. That's what prayer is, to be able to walk with God, to be able to perceive his presence, to talk to him, to listen to him. That is what prayer is. We express our thanks, our faith, our love, our hope with God through prayer. We receive from God answers, assurance, guidance. We receive peace, strength, power, revelation of he, from he, that is listening to our prayers. This is what God wants to do. He wants to answer you. He wants to empower you. He wants to strengthen you. And, and all of that comes to you through prayer. Now, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18 says, I keep asking that the God of your, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Somebody say, know him. Amen. That's what we, that's, this, this is our, this is where we get our four, know him, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. Right? I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope of which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people amen all of what god is doing all of what god has done everything that you look to when you see scriptures is that god wants to establish and build a relationship with you that goes beyond your church experience, that goes beyond your church activities. God wants a genuine relationship with you, and the best way for you to establish that relationship is through prayer. Last week we said that God doesn't fill prayerless people. God doesn't use prayerless people. 
Remember, we've got to get this into our heart. If I want to be used by God, if I want to know God, I need to be a person of prayer. Amen. What is prayer? For the true believer, prayer is communion with God. Amen. I pray because I want to be in fellowship. I want to be in communion with God. Through prayer, we actually experience relationship with God. Through prayer is, is where our relationship with God is formed. It's strengthened. That's where we feel the relationship. Amen. It's through prayer. It's through conversation. Amen. Amen. The quality of your prayer life then determines the quality of your relationship with God. If you don't have a strong prayer life, you don't have a strong relationship with God. Amen. We've got to get this. I might love God. I might think about him. But if I'm not talking to him, I'm not in relationship with him. My relationship with God consists of my ability to pray, to talk to him, and to hear from him. Prayer is talking with God. It's not me talking. It's talking with God. Prayer is listening to God. Prayer is enjoying the presence of God. Mm -hmm. The presence of God. And because of many people's lack of prayer, they experience a lack of God's presence. Amen. Don't be confused by what you feel here at church. God always promises to give his corporate presence. Wherever there are two or three gathered in my name, I'm going to be there. Amen. And a lot of people come to church to feel the presence of God because there's such an absence of it in our daily lives. And so we come to feel, we come to experience, we come to be renewed, we come, and it's good, I, I want you to. It's, it's one of the things that should draw you to church. Yes, the presence of God is going to be here. But it's not something that you come and visit. It's something that you're supposed to partake in. The presence of God is supposed to be with you. It's supposed to be continuous in your life. But because so many, because so many people don't pray, many people don't know a deep relationship with God. And when you serve God without knowing the beauty of his presence, you're going to chase God's products instead of his presence. Because of the lack of prayer, which ushers the presence of God in, the relationship of many depends on whether or not God is restoring our marriage. We base our entire relationship with God on whether or not he's healing our sicknesses. We base our relationship with God about whether he's delivering us from evil, whether he's easing our depression, whether he's helping us get our cat down from the tree. You know how it is. We, our relationship with God is based on the things he does for us. Not his presence. We're chasing after what's in his hands, but we're not looking at his eyes. We're chasing after what he can give us, what blessings there are in store for us. And we're, and we're overlooking the most important part of a relationship with him, which is a relationship with him. Not the stuff that comes out of it. Not the benefit. The benefit is his presence. That's the good thing about serving God, is that we get the presence 
of God. I feel like I'm talking to people that don't know what I'm saying. Without knowing the goodness of God's presence, we relegate our entire relationship, our entire reason with to have a God is also that he can bless me. That's the whole, some of us, our whole relationship is based on God's blessings, not his presence. The good things he gives me, not that he's with me. We don't think about him being with us. That's why we behave the way we behave. We do things that are ungodly because we don't reckon that we have the presence of God with us at all times. As a matter of fact, some of us will leave him like children would leave a father and go and do what we want to do and what we have to do. But when we need something, we'll come back to daddy saying, daddy, I need. And that's how many of us have built a relationship with God. It's so worried when people come to church, to be that church, and they start saying, ever since I started coming to your church, everything's been going good for me. I go, oh no, oh no, oh no. What's going to happen when things go bad? You're going to stop coming. Because you're basing your relationship with God on the benefits that he gives you, and you're not moving deeper into something called presence, relationship with the Father. This morning, I want to help you understand that through prayer, your relationship with God can deepen and you can go beyond being a consumer of the things that he gives us and realize that the best thing about God is God. The best thing about him is his presence. Hallelujah. Without knowing his presence, you're just going to want and wait for bless, blessing. Bless me, God. Bless me. Bless me just one time, Lord God. Let me hit this louder. One time, Lord God. Just one time is all I need. One time, Lord God. Bless me, God. Bless me, God. Bless. Some of us are, are, are so thirsty for blessings that we're now taking time to develop a relationship with the blesser. Today, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back and, and, and let's ask a question. And I, I want you to think about this question. When does walking with God become enough for us? When does the presence of God become the goal? So many of us are chasing for things, wanting for things, and asking for things of God that we we have missed the essence and the true blessing of having a living God. That we might have a relationship with him. When does his presence become more important than the presence that he gives us? Through prayer, we come to realize what the Winans used to sing. I, I, there's this beautiful song that the Winans used to sing. They, he, he said, I'd rather have the giver because the gifts, they come along. I'd rather have the composer, for in him lies the song. Give me the creator, and not so much the creature. Then he said, give me the word, and not so much the preacher. Oh, I love that. Here's what I, here's what I think we ought to understand about the presence of God. Everything that God does even the reason for creating us is that, that we could enjoy his presence. John, I'm ready to sing that song. 
Everything that God does is so that we might enjoy his presence. And, and here's what's scary about modern Christianity. Most people don't pray, which means most people don't have an intimate and deep relationship with God. My prayer today is that we would move beyond the consumerism, the commercialism of going to church, the, the novelty of it, getting dressed, getting the family ready, driving over, drinking coffee, saying hi to people, singing songs. You know, some people can, can, can really think that that is the, the be-all, the end-all of, of your walk with God, this experience here. And, and they base their whole entire walk with God with, with what happens here. But can I tell you, God wants to do so much more. God wants to know you better. And God wants you to know him better. Because once you know him better, you realize that the gifts are not as important as the giver. You need him. You need to have a relationship with God. You need to pray. You need to pray in the morning. You need to pray in the noonday. You need to pray in the evening. You have to pray. You have to find a way to make prayer a daily part of your life because what you need more than your miracle is a God that can be with you in your time of pain, in your time of sorrow. In your Because if, only, if he's only with you when you're being blessed, who's with you when you're down? If you only perceive God's presence in the blessings and in the laughter, what happens when you're crying? What happens to your walk with God when you're in pain and, and there's no one to console you? What happens to your walk with God when your prayer doesn't seem to be working and the people that you want to get healed are getting more sick? What happens to your walk with God? When what you expect would happen, doesn't happen. And you're there waiting for a miracle and nothing's happening and you're... And you're left kind of bewildered and said, man, I thought God loved me. And, and so we base our idea of God's love for us on how many things he does for us. How quickly he answers our prayers. Can I tell you, there's so much more to God than his blessings. There's a relationship that he wants to have with you. Yeah, God, the God of heaven, the God of glory. He wants to have a, a, a deep and meaningful relationship with you. And we settle for, for, for the familiar way from afar. Hello, God, I'm here to worship you this morning for an hour and... 30 minutes and then we'll see you next week come on can we can we this morning at least come to terms with the fact that we are commercial Christians and and that that's not gonna get us what we want that an occasional blessing isn't enough for you to serve God with all your heart all your soul and all your mind you need his presence you need his presence. You need the assurance that he is with you. 
because this is what happens to most of us when things get really hard we say God where are you because we're not familiar with his presence we don't know that he's with us a friend of mine I'm writing a book for someone and I, I can't I can't say the whole story but she told me a story of of things that happened to her when she was a child and and terrible things happened to her as a child but she never asked the question why God why did you do this to me why until after she testified as an adult as a Christian after she testified one time somebody came to her and said why did God allow that you were just a baby and that question stayed in her mind and, and, and while for, ne for many years she never even questioned the goodness of God, now she was questioning, well, you know what? That's true. Where was God when I was being raped? Where was God when I was being molested? Where was God? And so she asked him, where were you, God, when I was being taken advantage of? Where were you, God? And God answers her and said, I am where I was when they were nailing my son to a cross I am in the same place I was when they put a crown of thorns in his head I am in the same place I'm holding the universe together I am the reason why when you wanted to kill yourself you couldn't you failed I did that it wasn't you it wasn't the doctors that brought you back it was my will it was my blessing it was my And some of us wonder, where are you, God, when I'm in pain? The answer is, you'd know it if you were in a relationship with me. You'd know it. You'd know where he was. You would never ask, where were you? Where are you? If you were in a deep, personal relationship with Christ. Prayer is not simply saying words. It's not repeating formulas. God is looking for a heartfelt relationship and there are many prayers that never reach God in Luke 18 the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself it never got to God what they were saying was for themselves not for God it never got to God there are a lot of people that pray and their prayers don't reach God Proverbs 28 9 says one who turns one who turns away his ear from hearing the law even his prayer shall be an abomination you can't pray and be out of relationship with God you can't be you can't live wrong and pray right God won't hear you if he ain't right prayer is the greatest testament that I have a relationship with God we we sometimes confuse the idea of serving God because because we think that we're doing him a favor by serving him and it creates in our minds and in our hearts and in our lives the improper relationship between us and God we serve him and if we serve him he owes us and when I pray I'll pray, God, you know I've done good this week. So now I'm ready for my reward. 
And, and because we use the term serve God, we think that he owes us something as our master. And, and we mistakenly think that we can uh, earn the blessings of God. Can I tell you that this might hurt somebody's feelings, but God doesn't need you. God doesn't need your work. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need you. Ouch. We're so sensitive in this culture. Somebody needs me. At least God needs me. No, he doesn't. A God that needed me wouldn't be much of a God. He doesn't need your money, man. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't need anything. God can get anything done without a heavenly GoFundMe page. He doesn't need your help. He's God. He didn't ask for help when he created the galaxies. He's God. He can get along just fine without your little peewee contributions. He's God. Don't get it twisted. Don't think that because you worship and because you sang three songs and you gave $10 that the God of the universe is now beholden to you. Bishop, are you preaching your feelings or are you preaching the Bible? Acts chapter 17, verse 24 and 25. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of the heavens and the earth, does not live in temples made by men nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything he gives you get that's it God don't need you God doesn't need anything. God is God. All by himself he's God. Whether you kneel down to pray or whether you pray at all, it doesn't take away from him being God. He's God all by himself. Doesn't need you to be God. And we down here tend to think that he needs, he desperately wants our, our man, we feel so good about ourselves, don't we? When we go to church and we sing songs, ooh, I touch heaven. Mm, I bless the Lord today. I know my, my singing blessed. Oh, God is better off today because I, please, brother. Please. So why, why, Bishop, does he command us to worship him? Why does he want us to serve him? Why does he want us to give him our money? First of all, God's glory is not made greater by your praise. My praise highlights his glory, not to him, to me. <laughs> My praise makes me aware of his glory. It's not like he's sitting there saying, oh, I am marvelous. Oh, <laughs> they said I'm great. I must be great. Are you kidding me? If he, if he, if he doesn't need our work, if he doesn't need our worship and he doesn't need our, glo uh, us, our glory, what you do when you glorify him 
it just displays his glory for other people not for him he's God so when we sing praises together we display to one another the greatness of God the kindness of God the love of God when I hear you give thanks to God I'm reminded afresh of his goodness you display God's glory to me I display God's glory to you we are not making God aware of his glory he knows it he knows it and when we do works of love we display the character of Christ that's forming in us another reason God commands us to worship to serve him to give him and obey him is for our joy when he created us he created us in a design and we are designed to know the joy of the Lord that comes through worship uh-huh so God creates it and says I want you to praise me <laughs> and it's not because he needs praise it's because you need to praise him because he created you in such a way that when you praise him something is released that is for my benefit not his relationship with God when you truly understand what it is it's the benefit to me it's my it's to my benefit to know him it's my it's in my benefit to 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 be able to perceive his presence and walk under his glory when we express our expression and our appreciation to God it enhances our enjoyment of him amen praising him helps me enjoy him more praising him helps me enjoy who he is more who he is in my life more I am better off when I praise him I receive when I lift him up I get when I pray but I gotta pray but I have to enter into relationship with him too many of us today are, are walking through a, 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 a presenceless relationship with God. And you need it. Let me tell you, you need it. God wants a relationship with you and that relationship comes through prayer. Serve the Lord with gladness, Psalms 102. God doesn't need our work. He doesn't need our praises. He doesn't need our money. He gives them to us as gifts to display his glory and to enhance our enjoyment of his presence. I started off the sermon by saying the purpose of salvation is to restore lost people to a relationship with God the Father. C.S. Lewis in his book Miracles writes, the presence of God is the most real thing we ever encounter. Now that statement has not been your experience. The presence of God to you is like chasing fog. The presence of God to you has not been made manifest. Many of us in this room have never felt the presence of God outside of a church experience. Many of us in this room don't have a deep personal walk with God. We love God and we love his blessings. We, we love the benefits of being a Christian. But we're missing out on the most powerful part of it. 
what a powerful message. I hope you were blessed by the word. Now, we have a prayer line just in case any of you need prayer. And that number is 1-866-335-8432. We have ministers and deacons waiting on the line to answer your call so that we may pray with you. Thank you for listening to the Vida Church Live podcast. Contact us at info at vida.church. And please like, share, and subscribe wherever you're listening. This was Vida Church Live. Discover life.